0: Hey there, audio listener. You're listening to NPR. Could you imagine how annoying? I don't know how people listen to NPR. Whenever I accidentally tune into it on my radio, I I veer off the road. Uh, This is, uh, of course, the audio version. A lot of people are watching the videos more and more, or they're subscribing for the Daily Show, slash mugclub. If you have not, it is what keeps these free shows coming. These shows will cease to exist. Unless more of you join at lottery.com slash mug club 99 annually. That's 69 for students, veterans, or active military. Just enter in the word as a discount because. You know, Google's been squeezing, YouTube's been squeezing. If you look at uh, the Apple Store, they're not necessarily super uh, super pro, whatever your view is, as long as it's not radically left. They're giving money to the Southern Poverty Law Center. You heard me talk about them this month. Uh, we appreciate the support. And if you feel like you're missing out on some visual gags, head on over to YouTube or if you're a Mug Club member, CRTV, to watch the whole thing. Enjoy the show. Lauder with Crowder Studios, protected exclusively by Walther and Hopper. Neglected by the system in a world of deplatforming and bogus hate speech guidelines,
1: ain't nobody care about us.
0: Until one teacher,
2: so why should we even try and fight it, Holmes? Changed everything
0: because there's nothing cool about letting them silence you. As I watch all the channels that are going through hell, I have to ask, all because in my, of my class, free speech is its own house. reward, I've been homie. Oh. And you don't have to go through life a victim. That's a choice. You come and live in my neighborhood for one week, and then you tell me if you got a choice. the kind of G that little YouTube wanna till I serve them in the night. Have Asian in the street This is the light.
2: This is the light. You have to rage against the dying of the
0: light. Damn it, you promised you'd fight back. If Matt's Life is going to be worth a damn, you better give me your best. I need your best! Some of us don't have that kind of cash just laying around like USA. And your friends six feet under already made theirs, damn it! If I was your age, we didn't have Mug Club. We didn't have anything like Mug Club. I would have killed for Mug Club, but we have it now. We have it now because it's 2016, damn it. It is 2016. But 2018. Shut the f up, Jorge. This 2018 dangerous mugs. The guy who rolled the yeah. dice by having a terrorist in his studio, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it came up. Is it snake eye? What is? Oh, is snake eyes bad? Snake. I think snake eyes are good. It's, it's depends on the game. Crafts I don't know. Crafts I have now, no now, idea. Now point. Point. Uh, it's oh. Thursday, the sound of the weekend. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, like I was saying, in third chair today we have Mahmoud Al Mahmoud, oh. director of communications and public relations for ISIS.
1: Suddenly. Good to see you, Stephen. Glad yeah. to have you good back. To see you here. We hope that you see the softer side of ISIS. I dwell. <laughs> so, uh, I do my best. Today we'll I'm here to kill you with kindness. Ah, uh, I see Aww. what you did there. I see,
0: but and also actually. Kill me, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, eventually.
0: Eventually, <laughs> it's a eventually long shot. These long are short. He's just trying to <laughs> so deal with today. the nuance. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, we have uh, we have Larry, the cable guy, on Ooh, the show today nice. uh, because you know someone sent a bomb.
3: Yeah.
0: And they thought it was actually it thought it was one of your flags. It turned oh. out to be a get her done flag. Did you see that? And then no, didn't I didn't. Yeah. This one, I don't know.
3: This this is, we one. use Arabic. You guys say that all the time. I don't know when to believe you. Yeah, you. I, well, no, that could no, be what we ISIS
1: take is. Credit for it. We're well, like afterwards. a frat boy who farts.
3: <laughs> we take
0: credit immediately. Uh G. Morgan Jr. didn't bring any wine today. No, I guess. I'm, I'm protesting. Uh, well, that's terrible. I don't know what, okay. but <laughs> protesting all the things. And Quarter Black, of course, producing for us. So Follow question me on of Black the day: Twitter. There's no Black Twitter. It's called World Worldstar. <laughs> uh, the question of the day: Who? Okay, who got it worse? Tucker Carlson or Jim Acosta? Right. <laughs> Just say, and do you think either of them had it coming? Because I think the answer might tell us who you are. Are you really offended by the Jim Acosta scenario? Is there an equivalent? I've been seeing this on Twitter. People are like, well, you know, you think it's okay to revoke uh, Jim Acosta's press badge? <laughs> so then, it's okay to do the uh, kill the beast there at Tucker Carlson's house, <laughs> ramming down his oak door. Maybe, maybe I, am, I am, I am. Yeah, it's know. remarkable. Uh, uh, listen, of course, right off the bat, I want to address the uh, the Thousand Oaks uh, sh- shooting. At, at the time of this taping, we don't know exactly what's happened. I lived uh, in Moore Park for a while out there oh. in the Valley, uh, close to Thousand Oaks. Beautiful, great people. So my heart goes out to them. Not enough info um, to really talk about, it. and I don't really want to go into the gun control issue right now. You know, uh, I used to say right. it's a winning issue for the right. I, I, I actually, uh, I, I recant. It's one. Done. They make no headway on gun control when these issues happen. So it's like feeding a tum- feeding a tumor. Just let it yeah. let it die. Just don't look. Yeah. What's what what is the ISIS uh, opinion on American gun control?
1: You know, uh, we uh, are going to just sit with this one out. Good. Uh, guns, you know, if you guys have guns, you want to shoot each other with guns, I don't see why we're going to stop it. <laughs> okay. My
0: sis. He's not wow. a nice
1: person. I don't know about the killing with kindness. All right. Leading wow. us
0: before that. You good, Jill? Yeah. What was this? You're doing this with your lips <laughs> I had a, had a thing. okay. Had almost it's thing. Like, like a you baseball. Were, right. <laughs> Leading the news, uh, I guess, uh, today, the, well, the least surprising news of the week. Jim Acosta finally has had his White House credentials <laughs> <Yes>. pulled. <laughs> The decision oh, okay. came left. after the now, of course, notorious standoff between him and President uh, Donald Trump during press conference Wednesday when he wouldn't give the microphone back to right. an intern. Now, of course, listen, on the right, or most on the right, see this as a given, while those on the left see this as Donald Trump driving his final nail into the coffin of modern journalism.
4: Well, I just heard The news today the the it seems my life. Is gonna
3: change.
0: We do not have the rights oh. to that song, by the way, but no one <laughs> no.
3: does, and it's like Cut no one really cares. Yeah, look, the, the the most dangerous place to be is between Jim Acosta and a news camera, right, when <laughs> so he's doing a reporting. But at the same time, when when Obama, or I'm sorry, when Trump said to him like you a despicable person. Did you, did you, uh, I just is, channeled this, Obama, are sorry, you, yeah. you still quit
0: caffeine? Yeah. uh All right, well, I'm gonna give you one more chance to wake up <laughs> oh, here, no, G. Morgan. No, whenever we...
3: Everyone in the studio, come on, oh, let's geez. get... Let's confuse an Obama. Yeah, yeah, let's do
0: the West Side Story. We're not come doing on, West, West Side Story. It, I refuse to do pick West it Side it Story. Up. all right.
3: <laughs> so, all right, Trump said that he was white a despicable guy. person, right? White Right? When <laughs> he said he was a despicable person. I was like, Ugh, you kind of crossed the line there. Yeah, look, reporters are supposed to be jerks sometimes. You don't, you don't get mad at them for that. You can pull their credentials, and he can go back there. He just doesn't have a hard pass. They have to reissue it now, so no big deal, mm-hmm. right? I think it's. I th- I thought it was perfect, and I'm not necessarily a huge Donald Trump, but I love where he goes. Why did you call the caravan an
0: invasion? Well, that's what I. That's what I think. That's how I see it. That's how I see. It. I see it as an invasion. And he goes. Well, did you think it was inflammatory? No, 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 no. That's called a difference of opinion. Okay, he, he, he backed it up zero. Oh my gosh! I mean, backed off zero. So now you've I got know. it to me. You've so, got it. No, it's hey, like not What do you have? That is it? That bug that you picked no, up at the toilet no. seat? That Joe Rogan was talking about. Is it idiocracy? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know.
1: You still doing well there, mood You seem confused. Yeah. I, you know, I just want to say that none of this stuff with the drama in the press room would happen if Gary Johnson won. <laughs>
3: That's true. Uh, you guys, See, this is what you guys, They'd you all don't have covered. free
1: press. You don't have any of these issues, right? People just get shot. Uh, well, yeah, sadly. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Johnson president, we're not talking about this. It's going to be just a nice, happy place. Mostly because he's a latent homosexual. And that's not that. The, not to say he couldn't hold office. And we'll
0: talk about this uh, later. We'll get, we're doing a Vox rebuttal because ours was yeah. so fun Ooh. this week oh, where they gosh. say more women Again. need to be
1: nominated because. Um, but Gary Johnson always seemed very gay to me. I don't know why. You well, can comment. Let me know I what you think. I don't know but uh, about that. But it is about time that America elects a president who doesn't know where Aleppo is. That's <laughs> speaking from the heart. <laughs> All
0: right, and more serious news. that would be a good cover for you. That's, that's that is yeah, very selfish. I see yeah. you did. That's uh-huh. almost as though you have she. ulterior motives. More serious news, of course. This week, uh, um, another man was injured uh, by uh, yet another exploding bottle of Corona. Uh, this, this has been going on for a while. This is actually time. the third man. I have the quote: third man in recent months oh, to no. say a Corona bottle exploded while he was handling it, causing a gruesome injury. Uh, it's, the quote is, he said, it's like they're selling glass hand grenades. Now, there's been no official explanation Explanation to you. Screw you. It wasn't t- me. T- be stop being so contagious. It there hasn't been an official me. explanation from Corona uh, as of yet, but we should note that authorities actually have been suspecting foul play as, as I always have.
1: Yeah. Whoa. I was wrong yeah. about you, alcohol.
3: Ah, yeah. I see. <laughs> you found a kindred spirit, have you? <laughs> I'm more of a Bud Light Lime guy. Oh my gosh. Look, I, Said the douche. Go ahead. I, I kind of laugh a little bit at this, and I'm sorry. This may be like the dark side of humor for me. I kind of think if we just step back, let the Corona thing take its course, all the Corona drinkers will be gone. <laughs> we won't have to worry about it a little bit. If you drink Corona, this might be just just it's sort of be. it's sort of like vaping batteries. Yeah, exactly. It explodes, we just step mm. back and go. Let's well, just
0: let nature take yeah. its course here.
3: <laughs> I, I really I, would have thought
0: you know you wouldn't think the explosion. You would think it's Mexican tap water would be the the high risk factor there. Well, oh, that's a good point actually. <laughs> very very uh, yeah. good. Yeah.
3: Montezuma's revenge, I think, is something yeah. that's uh, or, a
0: real thing. Sure. Yeah. I uh, yeah. so I looked like you were about to say something there, nope. uh, but I never I never know because you know you're nope. terroristy little shit. No,
1: I was just up to something in my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So
2: shifting. Creative. All right. right.
0: Turning to big tech, Uh, the YouTube gamer Shirako. Am I saying that right? Shirako. No Why would yeah. you, you ask me? Good. By the way, uh, I want this man to be a guest in the show. So oh, yeah. Shirako, Shirako, however it's pronounced. Dude. Uh, please, we, we would welcome you. He had his channel deleted for sharing a clip in which wow. he fed a, a suffragette feminist <laughs> to an alligator in the latest Red, Red Dead Redemption Two game. You know, I can't really do it justice. Let's just let's just watch the clip. This is what got him banned here on YouTube.
2: Let me vote! All
0: right. It's a national disgrace. There'll be no more wars, uh, no hunger, no <laughs> stupidity. We'll elect a woman president within the first ten years, of course. You see, men are uh, such. Don't worry, it's coming, guys. Prigs.
1: You need us women to help straighten you out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. jeez. Yeah, get the lasso. Get
0: there you go. I've never played this game, <laughs> it, but when I was watching as a non-gamer. <laughs> I can't stop playing this game. Ah! Oh, no, 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 it gets, it gets- it gets better. It gets way worse.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will defend myself, you hear?
1: Oh. No, you won't. No, look at this, drowning. <laughs> Wait, so what- what did she hold shot on, Hold on, hold <laughs> <laughs> on. <gonna get> better? Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, oh, this is the no. oh, That alligator is in ketosis, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> High protein. Diet. I had not played this game. And I love uh, this game I, which, so, so much. It's true. Then his YouTube channel was reinstated. Yeah. And I swear to you, he actually came back in the very first video, or one of the first videos, <laughs> it's called Deporting a Mexican. And he played a <laughs> game, another thing in Red Dead Redemption. So this guy just doesn't care. And it's a good. Idea. There's oh. actually there's a big strong debate going guy. on in the gaming community because if this is a violation of guidelines on YouTube, then everything oh, is a violation of guidelines oh. on YouTube. Because uh, yes. if you do you have any do you have any idea how many people you kill in these games, and most of them are men. That's, that's all yeah. you do.
3: You blow people's brains out. of, You can't if you are starting to police what people do in video games, we are screwed <laughs> because every video game out there that's popular has stuff like that in it, it's or at least true. the ability it, to do stuff like that. They
1: said it promotes violence. I'm like,
0: <laughs> what game that's fun doesn't? Yeah. Like I don't know, is racing, racing games? This is a creative outlet, for racing us. games? No, so that's violence. Ram into people. Tetris. Little little pollo pop. I don't know. Hey, why don't you cut little kudo 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 in with the right. helicopter going through the maze? Oh, good lord! No,
1: no, that's no. true. That's not very violent. But <laughs> he's like in our countries <laughs> that we represent. That's actually let adorable.
0: him say what he's saying, Mr. Obama. <laughs> what were we about to say there?
1: Well, I was going to express the plight of the turtles from the Mario Brothers. You know, you stomp on the turtles like a bunch of savages. Oh. We would never oh. play such a game. No. No, Stomp on those turtles. What do you do with the turtles there in uh, in uh, in Syria? We don't have turtles. I've never seen a turtle there. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if somebody ate them all, but <laughs> that would be it. so. it'd Be a novelty. We could. We should next
0: time we have you in the studio, we should show you the, show you the turtles. I would here. love yeah. to
1: see a turtle. I would love to, to to go to the San Diego Zoo if that's down the street or something. I don't know. No, we're nowhere near. It. <laughs> okay. Yeah a little it's bit of bigger landmass. So you know when you're a foreign three, country you think everything's close.
0: I, I, yeah, <laughs> a I 20 know. 20 minute you know, drive. I know. Yeah, it's like people with Canada they have oh no idea gosh. that British Columbia is nowhere near Montreal. Uh finally in um in in uh, in Saturday news, uh Justice Ruth oh. Bader Ginsburg was actually, you know, hospitalized for fracturing uh, some ribs in a fall. According to the statement Ginsburg, 85 experienced this Comfort after she was going home following the fall, uh, was admitted to George Washington University uh Thursday morning for observation and treatment. And uh, actually a lot of people an EMT in the scene is a mug club member Ooh, and okay. snuck us a video of the Justice uh, before bringing her to the hospital.
2: Hell, I've fallen and I can't protect Roe v. Wade.
0: It almost seems Aww. like that's distasteful.
3: <laughs> um, maybe maybe hmm. a little. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> just a little. What
0: are that's you talking about? That was fact. I mean, no, I mean, I mean. That was real. Flippant. Suddenly, though, by the way, if Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the GOP Senate pickup seemed like a little bit of a bigger win. Yeah, right, absolutely. this is one thing we're talking about. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix? They've been oh, trying yeah, so yeah, hard the, for so long the, to convince us like that she's the
4: thick-rapping grandma. Yeah.
0: And I remember Matt Damon talking about, "I want to see, see the actuary tables in John McCain because there's a very strong chance that he dies and Sarah Palin is president <laughs> with Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, they're just
3: holding out. Like, at, what is it? Uh, somebody said that it was like this ghoulish, ghoulish death watch, basically for the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah. I can't remember who's it was, was Herman Shapiro Kane. or somebody. Or was no, it was, a, Herm- it was Herman McCain said yeah. that. Yeah. It's absolutely that. It was Mr. A, nine Nine Nine. That was a good plan. Gotti's Pizza was a good plan. Solid plan. So I have a serious question for you. Like I, I, have a big problem with lifetime appointments for Supreme Court justices for stuff just like this. We get to basically sit and watch people wither away. So
0: they can't use it to profiteer off hover round commercials.
3: Well, that's also true, and okay. you know, yeah. self lubricating catheters. That yeah, that as well. Yeah. But I do have a Those problem with lifetime appointments. I mean, I, I don't think that Supreme Court justices should be lifetime appointments. I think they should have a term or something. Where if they get too old, mm-hmm. we've got we've got a situation where she's not able to really do the job. She's not able to walk, apparently, She's and not sleep asleep fall, half the time. Right? Yeah. Asleep half the time. We shouldn't Always have asleep. this person up there just dying in front of everybody. We should let them go off gracefully. I don't know that I agree, but actually,
1: we're
3: receiving
0: <laughs> word actually right now that the notorious uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's rib is actually not doing so well. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Stream down my face.
0: Gerald seems surprised. Mm. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I should. Almost as though he didn't read the show today at all. Wait, there's a show? Lord. The terrorists. terrorists, the
0: terrorists, he can't right How you doing there, Mahmood? This is live, right? <laughs> yes.
3: yes, yeah, there are no second chances, right? Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> All right. oh my
0: okay, gosh, okay. So, as a, you're upset about lifetime appointments, is that what I want you to finish? That's
3: your pretty much, I, I have that's a serious point for me, though. Yeah, I, I really, understand. I really don't think moving
0: so. on to the Vox rebuttal. Uh, ah, I the wake every of, time. Uh, <laughs> in the wait move the football right as I kick, okay. No, this is, so but you, you obviously had some opinions on this, and I had I you did, watch yes. this before you came on the show. Remember, I sent you. This this morning I said, "Hey, we're going to be talking about this on
1: air." Yes, I watched uh, this on my Kindle Fire. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Fire really? I don't think you guys should do anything with fire in the names. Okay, burning people alive—it just kind of brings up bad memories. I don't press, think that's right. a brand. It's yeah. That's an American attempt at branding, a pun. Yeah. No, but you should—you shouldn't it's their have brand. it. You should—it's—it's it's appropriation.
1: That's—I I can see your point. I could see your point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't—I don't—I don't see his point at all. You don't have to concede
0: any territory. No, to yeah, I'm going to use it. The terrorist is being nicer to me than you. He is. He is. I have no problem with it. Well, you can. By the way, did you see the notice that won the crazy super fan who really loved you there at uh, U of M? I did. I did. No, said, you didn't. I, I did, too. I
3: watched I made it. it up. No, I watched there it. There is not one. Um,
0: she said, I'm here for two um, No, she Morgan was dressed Jr. as a no, She was very, no, she was a fan. I just, yeah. you know, I, I was gone. By you it. knew what we were talking about half the time. Uh, in so, the wake of the election. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of this show. Box. No, because, you know, if she falls asleep, you can, like, snicker and make jokes about her, but you're still awake, so we can't make fun of you until ah. you leave. Um, no, I love, I, I love it. I know, I'm kidding. And you didn't wear the same colored shirt as I wore today. Gosh, we finally like, three days in a row, randomly we should coordinate. <laughs> well, he's now now he's stole quarter bra-
3: blacks thunder. Oh, I did no come on. That's not blue, even the same. Blue, I'm partially colorblind. That's not yeah. the same color.
0: <laughs> I think I think uh, Garrett is a quarter black and then the other three quarters is Dickie Greenleaf with the short sleeve <laughs> button shirt. I'll own it.
3: Whatever the mixture <laughs> it. is, it's very white. So is what did we end up with? I, I mean it's three quarters. We talked about Jim Acosta,
0: we talked about Tucker Carlson, but yeah. I, let, let's kinda get into the realm here of 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 identity politics. In the wake of the blue wave, as it's been called, I guess, by the left. Like we said, see yesterday's analysis. Win some, lose some. That's really what the election was. But in the wake of these elections, uh, people have tried to read into something I think that isn't there exactly, and then push agendas that don't make sense. So laying the groundwork there, enter Vox's latest video uh, telling us all that we need to vote in more women because. The
2: 2018 midterms were huge for women candidates. (laughs) A total of 273 women were on the ballot in the 2018 midterms, representing both parties. Now compare that to the past five elections. That's a big jump in women candidates vying for office. So women must be pretty well represented in the U.S. government now, right? Not exactly. Okay,
0: so here comes the doom and gloom. first off, before we get to rebutting this, is there not a is there not one straight male capable of narration no. in all of the Vox studios? Nope. Not one. <laughs> not no. one. None of them. What's can... the hiring process like there? Are you gay? Check yes
3: or yes. <laughs> Do you sound effeminate? And then in it, Deal. right? You have, a it it you have a list. An add-on is Latino. On.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite of when you purchase a gun. Which, by the way, I'm not one who sees racism under every rock. But when you go to when you go to purchase a firearm, that are, are you? It has Caucasian, black, and then it has. Right. Latino, and then afterwards it has non-Latino. You have to check the box. Specify. Non-Latino, <laughs> specifically singles oh. out. Doesn't say non-black, non H- Asian work? Non-Latino. I, I assume because of illegality of citizenship. Uh, let's move on to the first. This <laughs> is move. a trick question. No, it really is. <laughs> is that being legal? said, <laughs> oh, seriously, Vox, means... just one. Just one. You mustn't be afraid to expand your horizons. I'm sure there's a straight old white guy there somewhere. <laughs> Probably diversity. the one controlling the purse yeah. strings. Oh. Find him. Have him narrate the next video. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the
2: clips. The share of women in the House and Senate has increased over time, but it's still well below the share of women in the U.S. population. And if you dig deeper, Congress looks even less representative. Women of color make up 18 percent of the U.S. population. But before the 2018 midterms, they accounted for just 7 percent of Congress. It's so I, boring. So,
1: <laughs> by the
2: way,
0: your God. mic is on while this is while the clips are going. Just so you know, <laughs> oh, he, he, he gets, gets quite like he thinks. Like, no, you can be. You're not
3: <laughs> muted because uh, I'm sure everyone would love to hear your commentary on what Vox is doing or about women in y'all's culture. Typically, right? That's always going
1: on. Well. I'm is sorry. A real mind this is, field. I, it like I, I was gonna fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, it's like, music, like Ruth like... Bader Ginsburg, and then crack a couple. You wake up like,
3: what happened to my ribs? They elect women here.
0: I don't know. I don't... Could you imagine a, a dinner with Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Bernie Sanders? <laughs> I don't have it. Would just, it would just be the words "what" for twenty minutes. Like if you had a transcript. <laughs> what? 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 You filthy bitch! <laughs> um, that's what Bernie Sanders. That's what he says. That's what he calls her. His pet. <laughs> it's my
3: pet. Name. It's a term of endearment. I
0: call her my filthy bitch! It's a term of endearment, really! She doesn't like it much! So, <laughs> I don't understand the Vox video here. Women make up 50% of the population, only 9%. They, they only make up, what, 9% of construction workers! Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Well, and they, they
1: voted They voted for these people, right? The, the women right. vote yeah. here. Yes. They vote more. They can vote. This they is not like here. some advanced country where that is not the case. No. It is... <laughs> They, they voted, no. this is who they voted B- for. We did, because not enough suffrages we're, we're,
0: were fed to crocodiles. <laughs> That's true. So we got to the point One, now where now yeah, everyone can vote.
3: One at a time, okay? One so at a time.
0: 50 they're like, 50% of the population, of women, but they only make up this percentage. Yeah, okay, they make up 9% of construction, but they make up 75% of education and health services, right? This is something, we, people go into different fields. Gender, I think we have an overlay here from the uh, Bureau and uh, Labor Statistics. Since when does every job have to represent a mirror image of the census? of the United States demographics. You know what else by the way doesn't mirror the full 18% they talk about the women of color? Yeah. Like 18% of women of uh, women of, okay? Only 30% of black women have high school degrees. Ooh. 14% have college degrees. So it would stand to reason that they don't all make it to the highest levels of government, though 68.5% do make it to the highest levels of the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we, if, Fox is going to be,
3: if Fox is going to be calling people out, why don't they have a little bit more diversity on their staff instead of gay, lispy, Latino males? That reading, is a very good that's point. That's like 97% of their workforce. Except yeah. I can't confirm that this guy was Latino. Oh. I can just pretty
0: much confirm that he's gay. gay. And well, it's I was like, including It's Latino. not like gay, dar. Well, I guess the sonar would be yeah yeah sonar it's is pretty more close good, but yeah, yeah. But, I'd be really surprised but gaydar is usually people usually when they're looking and they're saying
3: gaydar so that's not yeah well we're hearing so that's, that's yeah whatever. that's like you're that's looking like, cool. that's like gay, queer vibes flicks.
2: Are, <laughs> gay vibes are coming back to you yes. right if you're looking gay vibes are coming back that's why it's I mean what's gaydar. the over
3: under on this guy, I don't understand being again
0: they're just picking something to complain about and saying oh well they represent this p- yeah. number of the population so, so they should represent this percentage of the electorate why. <laughs> I I don't why. And, and, and by the way, it changes every single year from straight male to gay—not at Fox, but from straight male <laughs> to gay male, from white to black, from male to female. I mean, you could you could follow a district, you could follow over the last thirty years, and you would find something different. And you certainly would find some diversity of thought, unless it's in California or in New York. Right. But that's what really what we should be talking about here. But again, Vox just—you uh, need to vote for more women because well, why? They make up fifty percent of the population. Okay. Need I say more? Yes, you do. Yes, we're expecting more. (laughs) I
3: thought the argument was over. Well, no, they've actually done studies in the most egalitarian countries in the world. These gender gaps actually spread out further. So in places where they have the most opportunity, the most equality women tend to segregate themselves in careers and fields and industries more so than we see now. So it's absolutely scientifically disproven. Wait, wait, what what was that again? So if if you say 75% of females are in this workforce and there's only 10% over here as engineers, in the most equal societies in the world, that gap is actually larger it doesn't get narrow which is what you would expect because they would have more opportunities they're treated more equally yeah. and it doesn't narrow at all it actually gets larger because people self select out of these things most of the time well we
0: have to move on from uh, from women and black women to uh, the, the more the more important marginal issue du- du
3: jour. next clip
2: LGBT women make up about 2.5% of the U.S. population.
0: (laughs) Don't buy it! There are only
2: two openly LGBT women in Congress. Greater than sign. That's less than 1%.
0: Screwed it up. By the way, I just love how they toss in (laughs) the T and just... Most of the LGBT... Let's be honest. It's like ninety percent G, <laughs> <laughs> and then so we're saying two point five percent. No, first off, they, now they've tried to. It's, they're trying to say it's five percent of the population is gay. Five point something. No, it's it's not. They've just realized that if they no. keep bumping up the percentage, that people will become yeah. more embracing of the policies and the yeah. cultural
1: ramifications.
0: But uh, only two. Maybe because it's weird.
1: I challenge anybody to take a melatonin and try to make it through this video. <laughs> 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 it is literally so boring.
4: Yes, well, the, the I guy's
1: appreciate... voice is pretty monotone too. Oh, that's my why. Gosh. That's
0: why I'm looking for everyone here to help snap it up. I've <laughs> got to deliver the information. I need you guys. I need <laughs> to play straight men. It, probably because it's weird, right? We had we had the first transgender mayor of a Texas town on the show. Oh yeah. And you know what? Yeah. The whole time I was in, it was very respectful. And we sat there and we talked about sort of. Uh, uh, we went back. I think to Judith Butler to Simone de Beauvoir. We talked about gender theory. But the whole time, I'm just going in my head. This is weird. This is weird. This is
1: weird. That's all I did when I watched it. It was
0: very very bizarre. And most people. Probably now, doesn't mean that you're less than. doesn't mean that I think you should be the victim of a hate crime. But it means that if somebody is really weird, a good example, Leslie in Austin. People remember him. He used to yeah, wear yeah, short yeah. shorts. You see his butt yeah. cheeks. He pa- passed away. It was really sad. He was kind of like an Austin icon, right? He was, not, I don't know if he was homeless. There was a legend kind of surrounding. The point is, he was weird. But people liked him. They embraced him. Probably wouldn't want him in the United States Senate. <laughs> That's <laughs> why would, you've only got You wouldn't two. have appreciated the dress no. code. <laughs> so.
1: Don't, I'm don't not be met Leslie. Le-
0: but, you've not uh, met Leslie? Uh, Every no, town I, has a Leslie. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: this is it. It's an interesting
0: country. <laughs> uh, by the way, hey, if you're not a Mug Club member, you can watch the show every single night. Hit the notification bell if you're subscribed on YouTube, because subscriptions don't show up in your subscription box oh, anymore. No. Uh, and uh, we do recommend, of course, that you join Mug Club, unless you want the whole show to go away. And uh, we have an upcoming Change My Mind. We might be back at TCU on oh, Monday, or you know, we might be back there my. Tuesday and broadcast live. Knows. Who knows, TCU? Oh, Who knows? You thought you'd run us out in a rail, but uh, that's coming soon. It is but, on, uh, baby. I will say that someone might have a case of the Mondays.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, next
2: clip. <laughs> Take a look at this chart oh, no. showing what 20 <laughs> candidates spent time talking about. Women were much more likely than men to discuss issues like education, climate change, and minimum wage.
0: And they're 200% more likely to be blindsided by a third world war because national security was nowhere on that list! (laughs) It was nowhere to be found. First first off, the slate of hand, you said, like, they're more likely to talk about these issues, which... Right. Okay, first off, you're really trying to straddle the fence here, Vox. Like, they're more likely to have mentioned these issues at one point, according to the (laughs) Vox chart. Well, who gives a rat's ass? But let's go with, okay, these are the issues that matter most to women. Climate change, education, minimum wage? What... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, 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 you you think this is going to convince everyone who's what? you think a chart saying that women tend to care, not about national security, not about the primary purpose of government keeping its citizens safe, that, 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 that the fact that they couldn't care less, that that's going to, uh, I guess, appeal to more voters? I am I am dumb. I shouldn't be dumb. I shouldn't say <laughs> I'm
3: surprised or dumbfounded. I'm just disappointed. Well, look, I understand that politicians are going to pander to their audience and they're going to talk about the things that are important to them, but if I see climate change and there's 50 some odd percent of women talking about it and not saying it's a hoax, I'm not voting for that person or at least challenging it yeah. as being the 95 or 98% of all scientists agree kind of thing. Yeah. So if I see that on somebody's talking points, I'm like, I don't know if you know what you're talking about. Mm. You're yeah. just trying to drum
0: up votes. But that's actually code for you're going to hit her, which oh. I don't support. Oh.
1: We we tried to, uh, to convince people with pie charts and stuff like that initially, mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. Not that effective. No. <laughs> not that effective. That what you're
3: a religion of peace or that, you know. Well, we
1: started. We started. Hey, uh, but you know uh, who told me that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, President Ross Perot. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he won in y'all's
0: country, today, huh? <laughs> today is just a third-party extravaganza
3: from <laughs> you Gary see Johnson I, and you see Ross he Perot. He didn't he's have really, an answer, He's very so really he niche with
0: his American political <laughs>
2: interests. Alright, let's 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 go to the next clip. There's even evidence that women make better lawmakers. Oh, one One study oh, found why? that female lawmakers bring in 9% more federal what? spending for their How constituents is that better? than their male counterparts. What? And that's on top of the fact that women lawmakers sponsor more bills than male legislators.
0: So in case you're confused, yeah, Vox is saying that women make better lawmakers exclusively because they increase federal spending and bureaucracy uh, and red tape. Isn't that bad? Oh. This is also okay. by the way, snakes make better pets because little known fact, they're more likely to bite. You think this is a selling point.
3: <laughs> and potentially kill you with venom. The
0: Brazilian wandering spider is great to keep in your tray because it causes pride pets. I'm leaving that you mean a, you mean a you mean a deathly boner? The boner spider. Yeah, that's but right. when you say when you say it that way, you say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's a perfect example of Vox right here just assuming yeah. that everyone consuming any and all media is a far leftist. And this, is, this yeah. is why I just think there's this divide. It's not even because of people obviously trying to break down Tucker Carlson's door or Antifa dragging people out of cars and beating them up. It's because uh, of an out-of-touchedness, a blind spot that is growing so large. I think they sat around and said, yeah, we really need to get people to vote for more women. Yeah, let's, let's tell them that they spend more and create more bills. <laughs> and they care about climate change and not the military. How's that not sexist? Will Women spend more?
3: (laughs) Isn't that the thing
0: with shopping? Okay, women in government. (laughs) All right, listen, I'll hear you out. I'll hear your case. Maybe there's a case to be made here, fine. But then their reasoning is the opposite of that. Next
2: clip. This success might actually help explain why women are less likely to run for office than men in the first place. Many women underestimate their qualifications and perceive gender bias among voters, which discourages them from running. Because of these hurdles, only the most talented and ambitious women seek office. Okay. These women who were elected during the 2018 midterms will help inspire other women to run for office in the future. And as more women join government, their representation will become more and more normalized. And eventually, a video like this won't even be necessary. Oh, it's, it's not,
0: not necessary. G- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It's not necessary well, now. <laughs> hallelujah. At all. Yeah. Well, you know, it's almost like your job is to make Vox fun, but instead yeah. you sort of just said, let's let Steven take this one. Uh, I have the impossible
3: <laughs> task. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Educate just mad at you for on making Vox. me watch Vox videos. Again. I know, but you forget no, about it every day. Him. Play another song, man. Like, it's were all were I got. It's what all I say? got. Well, look, I wish they would have been supportive of women candidates. I don't know. Maybe when Sarah Palin was running as the first vice presidential oh, yeah. candidate, uh, and absolutely zero, <laughs> no, zero. she
0: was, uh, but she's, uh, she was a whore. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's That's what what I heard them say, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. I'll give
3: you this. like Sarah Palin's a little quirky for sure. But they said No, hold on a second. Please know
0: that was satire. Gerald took what I said. He's like, I'll give it to you. No, no, don't give it to me. (laughs) I don't want you to give it to me. That was
3: satire. I do not think Sarah Palin. I've met the woman. I've spent time with her husband. She's not a whore. Good (laughs) Lord. Janice Rossi is a whore. You will hang people up to drive without even realizing it. It'll be sarcasm, and, and he will quote you and, like, hand <laughs> this quote to your enemies. So Stephen said she's a whore. Fine. Right. I don't know her that way. Go ahead and make your point completely <laughs> irrespective so of Sarah, mine. Go. Sarah Palin's a whore. Got it. Um, she's not a whore, obviously. But I wish that the support would have been there. I mean, the only thing that people could do when she was running for president was make fun of her. Yeah. I thought that we would have the kind of – and I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way. But I thought if there was going to be a woman card, something that got women to go out and vote – in a way that they hadn't for Republicans in a long time, it would have been the first vice presidential candidate that was a woman, that was a female. And it wasn't the exact opposite thing happened. Yeah, you all know of, why? Because
0: of, because she wasn't super qualified, and because no, John McCain wasn't that. a great candidate. He was horrible. And Republican too. women. This is the important Republican women actually well, care about qualifications, and actually care if you represent their course. values. Now that being said, I think Sarah Palin would have made a better vice president than Joe Biden. Yes. Namely, because she doesn't you know molest biker children. But, but on the I other think, side, Cortez. She's not qualified. Yeah. You know, no, like, she. No, but that's that's the point. know that they're supporting her. Yes, but that's the point. It's, it's the same it's, it's the same problem you have with any conservative, with any Republican. It's like herding cats. That's I think it was actually Thomas Sowell who said that, because they're independent thinkers. They don't that's just true. support yeah. the person in the ticket no matter what. Women, okay, Republican women didn't say, hold on, vagina, 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 vagina buddies forever. It's like a BFF locket. <laughs> that would be weird. It's, but that's what they do with Cortez, <laughs> yeah, all the women. True. It doesn't matter that she's a crazy bug-eyed socialist. They don't care. Out of the examples even that they use in there, I think they have Senator uh, Marshall Blackburn, staunch yeah. conservative, uh, I think led the investigation into Planned Parenthood. Uh, the, yeah. the, remember the sale of baby parts, those videos? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. and then well, another one of those examples is that, is that Omar lady, who is an extreme leftist Muslim, which might seem almost uh, to be an oxymoron, loves abortion, hates Israel, and is opposed to cutting insurance payments of, of convicted terrorists. You guys, I, I, is wow. she, she popular over there? Omar?
1: Yeah, I have the bumper sticker on my camel. Or <laughs> next to camel? Gary Johnson hmm. and Ross Perot. You know it. That camel's full of stickers, huh? <laughs> the camel's not very happy about it, I'll be honest
0: with <laughs> you. Especially because he used a hole. nail. They don't have oh, stick, they don't have stick technology over there in, the in, 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 in Syria? We're I don't working. think so. We're working it out. Are you, are you working it out? <laughs> it's just It really is remarkable to me, the identity politics that they play uh, with women. They assume that everyone is going to care just because someone is a woman and running on their ticket. And if you don't, you should care now. Well, hold on, why? Because. Vagina. You should, you've you've convinced me. This is, it's like they don't even go out and create content that's designed to convince anybody because it assumes everybody agrees with them. You can be a woman and be opposed to uh, abortion. Or at least, you know what, you can be a woman and be opposed to abortion at 26 weeks, like in Colorado. Yeah. You can be a woman, by the way, you can have tits <laughs> and not want to pay a 52% income tax. Yes. How about that? Invisible. Right? Yes. You can have ovary, or you can have a uterus and uh, you know what? Actually, want a strong national defense. You can be slightly more feminine. You can have wider birthing hips and not want four thousand people coming from the Honduras and a Caribbean invading your country. Not wanting them showing up, knocking on the door and getting right in. You can be a woman and actually think all of these things. You can hold all of these values dear. But the left wants to, no, no. Hold on a second. If you have oversized memories, I think men actually have memories. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. Stephen Segal's lactated. <laughs> uh, that was an actual. That was actually I read a story about Are that you that men. Apparently can lactate, but over is it over? Are the mammaries larger on women? Is that what makes a breast? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure of the biology. The point is breasts. <laughs> the point is you can have breasts, a vagina, and a uterus, and have your own point of view. Except in the world according to Vox. But this is the kind of stuff that keeps them up at night. And we we have we have more important things to deal with.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh yes.
0: I don't think you're gonna be back, Mahmoud El Mamud. I feel uncomfortable with you here. He's
1: gone to see 72 Virgin daiquiris <laughs>
0: <laughs> That sucks. He's gonna see 72 limes. Yeah. <laughs> I think really seventy-two just means countless in your culture, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) All (laughs) right, listen, we have to get going. We have Larry the Cable Guy coming up uh, after this, and uh, Mahmoud El-Mahmoud, everybody. I don't know. I just wanna, you know, laugh about things every night. But...
1: God bless abortions and God bless America!
0: Bill Cosby says that being declared a sexually violent predator is going to damage his reputation. Not available for comment. Were all the women that he raped. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Hello,
0: this is Canada. It doesn't stop here. It's a one-way. It doesn't stop. <laughs> That means my shoulders working now. Look at this. I'm getting old. For those who don't know, for those who are not club uh, members, of course, I uh, I I fell asleep, woke up with uh, with blinding shoulder pain.
1: Yeah,
0: as one does. And uh, now I'm fine. I still don't know exactly what happened. All right. Our next guest, uh, very excited to have our next guest on. Uh, Many of you know him, of course, as as Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, He was telling us off air. Probably pretty sure you're, hopefully you're aware his last name is not actually the Cable Guy. Uh, His real name is Dan Whitney. You can follow him on the Twitter at GetRDoneLarry. Dan, thanks slash Larry. I've not done this before. Thank you for being on, sir. Well,
4: man, thanks for having me. I hope you know I gave up a colonoscopy to do this. So Did you? Know. you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about it, too.
0: Well, I, I, I don't know if we can say the same for the, uh, the, the practicing physician, but who knows? Uh, you might be into some weird stuff. Now, is that, is that dip in your mouth right now, or what is, what is this going on?
4: Well, I've been on a diet for a while, and I'm a sugar-holic, so I try not to eat sugar. So, yeah, I put a little Levi Garrett in every now and then so I don't have to eat sugar. Okay, all right. Which, you know, which, and you know how that'll end up. I'll probably end up eating sugar anyway, and then I won't have any teeth, so there you go. Right, there you go. Then
0: you just end up addicted to both sugar and nicotine. Uh, and the next <laughs> thing you know, you're going to see it. We- it's
4: not that big. I didn't think you could see it was in there.
0: Well, yeah, I, I could see it. Yeah, I can see a little. Yeah, I can. There will oh, now. We, now we can see your pores.
3: Oh
0: man! In <laughs> fact, I, I think now I'm, I'm just as acquainted with you as a physician. No, uh, our good friend Owen Benjamin actually. Uh, he used to uh, to dip, and he talked about how how uh, then he just had he had to stop because he did a yeah. lot of dip. I'm a cigar guy. I'm not necessarily. a dip. We didn't really have. You any know candy. what?
4: I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a cigar guy too. I love cigars. Uh, I love Alec Bradleys. I love oh. the anniversary Padron. But I got to tell you. I quit. I went. I went dead stopped. I just quit, and I'm touring with Foxworthy, and we're doing these things called backyard barbecues. It was me and Foxworthy and Foghat and Eddie Money and a Marshall Tucker. We had this big, this big thing for our, our satellite radio show, and man, I was losing weight. I was doing good. And as soon as I walked backstage for the first one, the whole counter is donuts, <laughs> candies, cakes pies, and I walked right out, and I told my tour manager, I said, Beeman, go to the store right now and get me a bag of Levi Garrett. I cannot eat this stuff. I'm doing too good on my diet. And he said, yeah, but you quit, Mr. Whitney. And I said, I know, but I'm just going to do it when I do these things so that I won't, so I won't eat that sugar. So he got me bag, and dang, I got a hook on it.
0: I was gonna ask, two things I love about that story. First, that Larry the Cable Guy is a diva, and second, that for some reason, your tour manager, when you tell the story, sounds like you as Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> you give him uh, that character. Uh, hey,
4: I get confused myself sometimes.
0: Well, I think it's, it might surprise a lot of. Uh, I don't think it surprises a ton of people that listen. Someone from the South leans kind of more center right. Let me, Let me ask you this. Um, as so, as a character, Larry the Cable Guy, sometimes it's it's easier. Right? I know when we do characters here on the show, sometimes you feel invincible because you're like, well, it's a, I'm not necessarily saying that. But I think it also surprised some people with some of your tweets recently, talking about kind of comedy, the state we're in, um, the ability to well, make some yeah. cerebral points that maybe. Well, people- I, yeah, go ahead. I'm mean, look.
4: I'm not a look. You, you, you gotta. You're not an idiot to play an idiot. I mean, you gotta right. be pretty. Look at Steve Martin. Steve Martin played an idiot. Great. Steve Martin's not a dumb guy. I'm not a dumb guy. I I I, I love that style of humor. You know, I grew up in uh, a real small town in southeast Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a country kid. I grew up around livestock. I was a pig. I, I raised hogs. So it's not like I was living in an apartment in New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know how I can make money? I'll turn into a redneck. I mean, that's not the case. I grew up that way. And uh, I moved to Florida when I was 15 years old. And I started doing stand-up in my early 20s. Well, when I moved to Florida, I naturally gravitated to all the Florida cracker kids. Right. Because they grew up like I did. They grew up in the lifestyle that I grew up in. And so... When I started doing stand up, it was regular stand up. I had, you know, uh, in Steve Martin's book, Steve Martin in his book, that he I remember when he was talking about the process of stand up, and he says it takes a good 10 years for you to really find out who you are and to be comfortable in what you're doing. And that's what it took for me. You know, I uh, I started doing characters and and I did all kinds of characters. And then one night I did uh, this cable installer. And it was funny. And I remember after I got done doing it at the Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach that night, David Spade and Rob Schneider were there. And I got done doing the character. And uh, they both came up to me and said, man, that's hilarious. That's That could be a Saturday Night Live character. You should keep working on that. And, of course, as a comic coming up, I'm like, man, how cool is that? Yeah. Well, to make a long to make a long story short, I don't want to bore you with this whole
0: thing. No, I'm very interested. I'm still waiting on my ten years to get comfortable with myself, so <laughs> we'll talk about that after. But um, yeah. You know, well, continue. some
4: people it happens quicker, but you- but some people it does. Most people. So uh, I started uh, doing the character on uh, a buddy of mine's radio station in Tampa, ninety five YNF. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. It was really popular. Uh, then I got syndicated into some other markets, and and Steve, when I when I tell you this as a fact, I never meant to ever do it on stage. It was theater of the mind. Yeah. It was radio. Um, I was always a fan of the show All in the Family. Sure. All right. Archie was hilarious and the show was hilarious.
0: Well, I understand what you mean. You're experimenting, and then sometimes something kind of becomes your calling card. I mean, for example, I never expected to actually interview Wendy Davis as a tranny on the state Capitol. It just happened, because she was like, oh, this will be a great photo op. My wig and hat blows off. I'm going, oh, my cover's blown. And it became one of the most iconic moments in all of this program's history. Going, how did you get so close? I'm like, she invited me over! Um, no, but I, 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 you've had some great tweets lately, kind of to, because the left has come out and talked about how uh, a right-leaning perspective cannot be funny or they just don't understand the medium of comedy, uh, which of course I disagree with. Um, tell us a little bit more about kind of, kind of your tweets for people who aren't necessarily uh, in the know, aren't following you
4: yeah. and, and what your reaction has well, been. I, I definitely will. Can, can I finish my other thing just real yes, quick? Yes, sorry, go ahead. So anyway, to make a long story short, um, uh, a buddy might build me as Dan Whitney, aka Larry the Cable Guy at his comedy club one night in uh, Florida. And I went on stage, and the Larry the Cable, and I was doing fine. I mean, I was a funny comedian, but the Larry stuff just killed. And so he came up to me. I couldn't follow it. I, I You know, I tried to go back into my own act, and I couldn't really follow it. People are yelling, get it done, get it you know, I get <laughs> done. I'm signing autographs. I'm taking pictures. And my real name's on the board. It says Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Right. And people are coming up, boy, Larry, we just love you. We just love you. <laughs> And so he came up to me and he said, you know what, I'm going to erase your name and I'm just going to leave Larry the Cable Guy up. He goes, can you do your whole show like that? And I said, look, I talk like that all the time with my buddies because all my buddies are super southern. So we just talk like that. <laughs> yeah. So I went on stage the second show and I did my entire show like that. And pretty much the rest is history. I ended up syndicating myself on 27 radio stations across the country. People always say he came out of nowhere. He was an overnight su- uh, sensation. But that goes back to what Steve Martin said. It takes a good 10 years. I did, I called radio stations five days a week, every day for 13 years. Yeah. And I developed an audience. And so that's how my career happened. Now, yeah. with your question about what I was tweeting out, I always get irritated. Comedy is so subjective, obviously it's subjective. It's like soda pop, there's different flavors and you can like a flavor and not like a flavor. But I always get a little irritated when I see people come just flat out on the internet First of all, they don't know anything about the business. And they go, there's not one funny conservative. Comed- conservatives just aren't funny. Yeah. There's no yeah. funny conservative comedians. And even when you present them with facts, and the way I say facts is, here's how you can determine uh, who, uh, how a comedian is successful um, by the free market. Right. The free market dictates who they think is funny and who they think isn't funny and if you go by the free market there's a lot of funny conservative comedians out there sure. and i even t- i even text out you know sent they put out on the internet a few years ago the top 20 selling comedy artists in the history of the soundscan era now this is factual these are album sales yeah a uh, concert draws and the very first line is The blue collar comedy tour dominates 10 of the 20 spaces. Right. And even when you say, and and not only that, Adam Sandler was on there, who's definitely a a conservative type comedian. Sure. Uh, Jerry Clower was on there. So when you look at the facts, obviously there are funny conservative. Well, I think, media. and this lends itself
0: kind of kind of, what else you were talking about uh, and where they sort of leverage this. The, the media right now, you talk about Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. It's really dominated now. It's bec- become kind of like three main networks again. And they're actively pushing again. They, they're not going to include a lot of conservatives, typically. We've had people on the show who've talked about that. Uh, what was this, just Nanette? Was a recent special where she said... Yeah. I'm not going to do jokes because there's nothing funny about being humiliated. I'm like, actually, there's there's a ton funny about being humiliated. I get humiliated all the time. It depends on how you look at it. Uh, the industry is trying to manipulate the free market in a lot of ways. Like Owen, our good friend, you know, we've lost agents and management. Um, how do you how do you view that? And do you think that these gatekeepers are going to go away as we continue down the trail?
4: Well, I you know I I have no idea. I I've just always I've always just thought that the free market is where you get your reward if you're a comedian. I mean, Jeff Boxworthy told me a long time ago, Jeff taught me so much in stand-up. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Jeff always told me was show business is called show business for a reason. Everybody likes to do the show. Nobody likes to do the business. There's a lot of people funnier than me. There's a lot of people funnier than Jeff. But there was nobody better at the business than me and Jeff. And uh, so if you're good at the business, the show part's going to come. Yeah. And so I always learned that from Jeff. But Jeff always told me this, too. He said, look, you're uh, don't ever he told me right off the bat. He said, don't ever expect to win any kind of award from uh, from uh, your peers, um, because you're all you're already coming out doing a southern character. Mm hmm. And uh they, for some reason, Hollywood does not like that. And p- the proof is in the pudding, because, you know, Jeff has sold more albums than Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor combined. Plus, he
0: hasn't raped anyone. And,
4: <laughs> and he's never, th- uh, that as well, been- and he- and he never, ever has won a Grammy Award for his albums. I mean, yeah. there was nobody, nobody even touches Jeff. I mean, Jeff was selling, every album he put out, he was selling two, three million copies. Yeah, I know. Never won, ne- He's never won it. So when people say to us, you're never going to win anything like that, I always say it doesn't matter the proof is in the free market right and, and one thing and with comedy comes- that's so
0: that's so like you talk about being subjective that really is so volatile I remember when I was doing a uh, I don't know if you, you probably don't remember these NACA conference when I was starting in stand-ups this is a national oh
4: yeah told- oh my gosh this is a carrot-, hell- carrot top made a killing he well. did
0: make a killing and I got <laughs> murdered I remember I went I went out there and I was Canadian uh at this point I was 18 I think my first NACA. and I was always I've always been inherently conservative right I didn't picture myself as a political comedian but I was always politically and I went out and I had some material I think I had some jokes about about Islam and you could hear the audience get really offended and I remember I was brought backstage afterwards like yeah you can't you can't do this here at NACA but I remember someone was telling me at that point they were talking about how you were the biggest name in comedy I heard these I won't talk about them publicly but the numbers that you were getting paid for every show and I was like oh my god God, I I couldn't even possibly imagine that. I remember before that was was it was kind of Dane Cook, uh, and then for a while was you know you have Amy Schumer, Kevin Hart, but really when you look at Steve Martin, it does seem like comedians stick around for a very very long time, obviously, and they have their audiences. But the person who is number one, it's like the heavyweight championship. It's really hard to hang on to that spot. It's usually not more than a year or two, and then they come back around. It's it's uh, is that something for you that was ever difficult to kind of deal with these these like I said the volatility, the variance there year to year
4: well you know i was always i mean i liked everybody i mean Steven, i mean i've gotten along with obviously i'm a conservative comedian uh, but i've gotten along with all sorts of comedians i mean i'm friends with lewis black and i'm friend. you know i'm friends with tom, my buddy tom ryan's a super lefty and sure i mean i'm ton I'm i'm friends with a lot of comedians that i don't agree with but I'm a guy that loves the craft of comedy. I'm a one-liner comedian. I was a fan of all the old guys coming up, so I do a lot of one-liners. But I'm a fan of the craft, and I'm one of those guys that I may not agree with your politics. Matter of fact, I may hate your politics, and if you have a show, I probably won't watch it but I find you funny. You do things that are funny because I love the, the way you constructed the joke. And so I've always been like that. I'm that I've way never... too,
0: except my philosophy is I just, if you want to masturbate in the green room, I'm not going to watch it. You know, that's kind of a hard line for me that I set. Um, right.
4: Well, a lot of people have to set certain things. I I, we have it. to set
0: certain <laughs> boundaries, healthy boundaries. Uh, set last, certain uh, boundaries. Last question, subject to everyone's mind that we of course cannot talk about, but, uh, it occurred after we originally spoke about you coming on, uh, the program. Uh, You've been in the national news recently for a, a story that you probably didn't want to be. When you saw these uh, images, were you were, when you read the news, were you surprised?
4: Well, I was surprised. It made me sad. It made me angry. And uh, you know, and they said that uh, you know, and I got to say that there was they had like a getter done. Somebody put well get her done on one of those things that were sent out in the mail. And uh, first, it wasn't spelled right. First of all. Right. Um, uh, I I don't think get her
0: done is usually spelled right. So at that point, it's obviously the guy was not
4: was not. But, you know, it it just frustrates me and irritates me. Uh, Whoever does anything like that is pathetic and they should spend the rest of their life in jail. But I you know, I the my phrase get her done has been around. I've been saying it since I had a copyrighted ninety one. And it's been used from everybody from Little League baseball teams to football teams to kids in hospitals. I don't know how many times that's been the rallying cry in cancer hospitals for these kids. But it's a great phrase. It's a fun phrase. It's intended to be uh, empowering for people that are uh, that are in situations. And uh, I'm not going to let anybody uh, hijack that phrase, that phrase. We've raised a lot of money for good off right. Of that. Right, don't let yes.
0: that guy appropriate. Okay, I, I, we, don't, we don't we don't want to continue on that because we don't want to give him any more attention than it's worth. But it was it was listen it was the elephant in the in the outside the envelope that we had to address. It is at Get R Done, Larry, uh, Dan Whitney, uh, aka the Cable Guy. It's Get, done. get her, Well, I know, but people will misspell it. Get <laughs> R Done, Larry. Dan, thanks so much for being here, brother, and uh, be well. I pre- give you give your wife her phone back, ass, uh, since you stole it for the technology. Oh.
4: I'll do it, Stephen. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Man, take care, and we'll be back after
0: this to wrap this up in a, a nice ripping.
1: Hello. Thinking of joining Mug Club, don't. Mug Club is terrible. It's $250. That's not an accurate and, price point at all. Uh, no? No, it's not. I think I
0: would have thought you'd do better propaganda. I really was hoping for some propaganda. Hopefully you don't pull out the deer knife. But
1: well, okay, okay. $250, but you get a mug. And that is all.
0: Yeah, No, you get a lot more than a mug, actually. You not only get the show every single day, but uh, you also get every single show on CRTV. Yeah, the whole catalog.
1: The whole cat- no, you nine, catalog. That's not two fifty. dollars
0: 50 It's $69 for students, veterans, active, military at ladderwithcratter.com
1: slash mug club. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a rocket doctor, but that sounds like $250. It does
0: product. not sound like $250. It is surprisingly affordable. And it's what allows us to keep doing this show uh, every single day. And uh, things like Change My Mind, Crater Confronts, uh, you
1: know, all the things that you've come
0: to know and love. But if you don't want them, that's okay. We can just have a... Uh, Mahmoud Al-Mahmoud take over, because I'm pretty sure that he's in a panel somewhere, some kind of a board with Susan Wojcicki. What's she like, by the way?
1: Uh, I, who?
0: Lightwithcreditor.com slash mug club. Stephen. Was called the uh, the cocky diver with no tolerance for cold who didn't realize that there was an uh, undercurrent. If you go back and watch it, you'll understand. It. it makes perfect sense. It's a long it's a long name for a dance. Uh, thank you to Larry the cable I guy for being on the show, and uh, yeah, thank you so much to awesome. Mahmoud Al Mahmoud. We actually had to have him uh, escorted by armed security. Yeah, he
1: had to bring him in. It was a whole big deal.
0: Uh, speaking of armed security, uh, I changed my mind. Uh, next week. Could be live broadcast from TCU on Monday or Tuesday was maybe when we're going to go there and show up. Who knows? Who knows? The chalk doesn't lie, but the chalk is very nonspecific. Um... (laughs) <laughs> very vague. Yeah. Or well, not being very vague by saying maybe we'll be descending upon the campus Monday or Tuesday. Um, so, a couple of, we are, by the way, we, you know, we've gone through the golden ticket sweepstakes. Uh, and I should also say, we're not doing a show the Thursday of Thanksgiving for people before
1: people send their email. Yeah, we, emails, we put so that out there.
0: Don't use this next email that I'm going to release here to send your complaints. We always get that when we talk about, oh, we're hiring. Here's where you send your email. People are like, hey, I think that you should do this. Like, what? This That's is not really what, what it's for. for. <laughs> like, here's a picture of my penis, and we're like, hold on a second, are you a Fox News staffer? Yeah. And it always turns out they are. Um, so we are hiring people right now. This is something that I want to make sure we're very, very specific. So follow these instructions here. Uh, this comes to me from Smooth Manny, who is uh, in charge of the edit bay. We're hiring one person right now. Uh, main qualities. Expert in Photoshop, also After Effects and Premiere. Uh, Needs to be a mastered image comp, color correction, particularly something called... I don't know what photo bashing is exactly, but I know that uh, it's a thing you need to know. Um, Obviously, you have to be a fan of the show, familiar with the show. Have a congruent sense of humor, uh, timing, and story flow through video editing and creative choices. So the reason we're being very specific here is because a lot of the times people send an email, and go, I have no qualifications, I can't do any editing, but I really like the show. Can I work there? It's like, I appreciate but we can't necessarily hire you. Uh, we will have some PA positions opening up uh, soon, and that's something that if you're less skilled in editing or you're less seasoned, yeah. we bring in a lot of people. As a matter of fact, you were effectively a PA yeah, when you first came I in. Yeah, was. was for a while. And uh, you, you moved your way up. I climbed. Um, something else, you must be willing to relocate and soon. If not, don't wait. The wonderful staff's time here because they had to relocate. They're in charge of relocating people. If mm. you don't happen to be where the studio is located, uh, so if, you, if it's like, ah, will I, will I not relocate? Then this probably isn't the position for you. You must be able to work under tight deadlines. Work. This is sti- I'm steel manning. You here, as Owen uh, puts it. Making this is this is the most difficult possible scenario because we don't want you to. We have too many. We have like hundreds and hundreds of resumes from the yeah, last time. So we're trying to filter this out because we want to find the right person to help the folks there in the edit pay. Tight deadlines. Uh, work well with others. Be capable. of implementing and constructive criticism. And listen, work long and hard until the project is done. This isn't the same. It's not like most workplaces. There aren't weekends if a project is not done because people want to kill you. So if all of this still sounds like you, this is what you need to do. You need to send an email to I am your expert at louderwithcrowder.com. You are to title your email. I am the expert you seek dash two, three, seven, eight. The numbers. So again, quote, this is exactly what you said. I am the expert you seek Dash. The number is two three seven eight. Uh, include some sample Photoshop's or examples of your incredible photo bashing skills, along with a resume, uh, reel, or portfolio if you're mainly a Photoshop expert, and three reasons why you should be hired above everyone else. Failure to do so, failure to do any of the follow any of these instructions will result in immediate dismissal of your submission. So and Courtney what it, will find it will yes, and Courtney will find Courtney will. You. Find Courtney find was, but it was also very specific. She's like, I don't want to look we'll through five hundred more resumes, and I just if I see an if I see another dick pic. I'm like I'm sorry, Courtney, that you had to go through that. We should put a filter. We should, we should put a filter some. on those. PA, don't PA. include Can any through? weird images of yourself. <laughs> actually, do, but don't send it here. Send those to Courtney specifically. <laughs> um, Slide into the DMs. So we do have a busy week next week. We do have we have a, a, a another life advice program uh, that will be occurring. And change my mind, like we talked about. And this is something actually I, I had um, kind of this is the, the last segment of the week, which we often uh, I, don't, I don't even know. It became was it crowd of closes? Is that what it's it called? I don't know. Uh, it's just something that we've done for a long time the last segment of the week is kind of an opportunity to talk with you guys and and hopefully offer something a little more earnest that that, uh, other shows don't necessarily do Um, this is something I actually asked to have I have this bookmarked on my computer uh, and I'm actually going forward now, I'm going to have this framed in my office and it might seem a little dark it's actually a Daily Beast article it was at the front page it was called The Unmaking of a Conservative Pundit and it was, it, was, it, was, it was a hit piece. It was a hit piece. I remember it was a, uh, Caitlin Dixon wrote it. Caitlin Dixon wrote this. Unmaking of a conservative pundit at Daily Beast, one of the biggest news websites at the time. Uh, and I remember her – this is when I learned about journalism too, where things that I thought were off the record were ended up being on the record. And this was entirely written to uh, – I don't know why it was written. You know, as a kid – And I had left Fox we kind of separated and it wasn't, it wasn't as looking back, things weren't handled right. And there was a non-compete and, and which they were right to enforce. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I know, I remember how down I felt Um, because at that point, all of it, what, what was written here too, was mostly real. So imagine you're me, you're a kid, and someone goes on one of the biggest news websites in the world and writes, the unmaking of a conservative pundit, just talking about what a failure you've uh, become. It, I just remember how deeply it stung, and it was something I didn't really like to talk about for a while. So before this show would have existed, or us, we were about to cross over the three million subscriber mark. Yeah. Uh, it would be something that if anyone even brought up would sting. And I'm like, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about that. And that's one thing I will say I appreciate about about President Donald Trump, because he hit, he has these hit pieces all the time. Doesn't care. He just keeps. I think he's wrong a lot of the time, but he, he keeps going. Screw them is his philosophy, which sometimes is correct. That's going to be the theme of this credit close: is screw them. So I remember actually too. This spurred an argument with my parents, which I think many of you have probably had. Um, I remember my parents talking about, you know, we were talking about God, we were talking about kind of Christian theology, and uh, I'm not, I'm not a prosperity gospel guy, where it's like God wants you to have a million dollars in a G7. I don't know if it's a G7, <laughs> a or it's a G6. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I remember my parents talking about how good God wanted good things for me, and uh, I, I was, I was bitter. This was a point in my life I was pretty bitter, and I remember I pointed to all the successful evil people in the world. And not just the Saddam Husseins and the Bin Ladens, but like even the Alec Baldwin's of the role. I remember using him as a specific example because sure enough, I just watched The Edge again very recently. Uh, and I was like, well, listen, you know, God wants – if you say good guys end up doing well for them, God wants good things for them. What about what about the Saddam Husseins? What about Al, like Alec Baldwin? He's one of the most successful actors, right? At this point, Dirty Rock was really big. He's – you know, Alec Baldwin. We know he's a piece of crap. And uh, my pa- – I remember it didn't matter what they said. They wouldn't convince me that I was wrong. But now that I've grown up, I, I have realized how wrong I was. Because the truth is that you don't really know uh, what somebody else's life is. I don't remember who said this, but ugly things happen in pretty houses. Let me ask you this. W- would you trade your life with Alec Baldwin's, I think, what is he, on marriage number th- three now? Uh, I believe estranged from his daughter. A lot of these celebrities. How often do you see a starlet who has it all, right? You see this all the time. And we see that we, envy is, like we talk about, the left is really, they, they cloak envy as empathy, and I think it's one of one of the most common human traits. It's the one that we need to guard our heart against probably the most is envy. Uh, I know, certainly myself, I, I can't speak for anybody else. I know it's something that comes very naturally to be envious. How often do we see someone, I don't know, a starlet or a star, you know, like, oh man, they have it all. And then, well, well all of a sudden, they go to rehab. Sub, some kind of substance abuse. Or you see the perfect couple, right? How many benefers have there been now? And then, bang, domestic abuse, or they get divorced. You don't know what their life is really like. And here's something else. Just as surely, you don't know how your story ends. And at this time, this article, uh, when was it was written, I didn't. And the show that you see didn't even exist. The pre-Daily show, remember hashtag never Daily, that didn't even exist. And, and not only is there something, you know, there's, there's self-doubt that everybody has, but this journalist, uh, I learned the hard way, this journalist, this authority figure was publicly declaring me to be a wash up. So I have the self-doubt going like, maybe, man, you're, 20, you're 25 and you've, you've peaked. I don't, I don't know if you I don't know what you go from. And then someone else is saying, hey, hey the whole world, front page. at the, He's peaked. He's done. Down for the count. Front page. And what does that do? That creates more self-doubt. And it's a cycle. And yes, this writer sucks, uh, but I, I just, just feel like I can't control exactly what everyone else does with their lives. All I can control and all you can control is breaking the cycle for yourself. Only you can break that cycle. There's nothing more crushing, I will tell you. That's why I have this here and that's why I will have it framed in my office to remind me there's nothing more crushing than having someone else publicly confirm your self-doubt. You can take it to a smaller. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You're, you're self-conscious about your weight, and someone tells you to get on a treadmill. You fat bastard! I had that once in grade school. Not uh, grade school. Uh, what's eighth grade here? What is it? Junior high. Junior high is. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know the school system. Maybe you have a terrible zit, and you go to a party, and someone says like, "Yo, what's that? Is this the costume party?" I had that exact thing. I had such a bad zit in my junior. Where this girl asked me if I fell off my bike, and I said, "Yeah." And you could see my soul leave my body. You could, if, you, if, you had a, if you had an ultra slow-mo cam, you could probably see the moment where my heart broke, snapped in half like Ralph from The Simpsons. It's crushing. It can be absolutely crushing. If someone else confirm something you're self-conscious about, some, something that you have self-doubt about, if you let it. Or you can choose, screw them. Maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe it's deeper than a zitter weight. I'm just trying to kind of ease us into this. Maybe a self-doubt that you think you're undeserving of a good life. Maybe you've achieved something pretty great and secretly, maybe deep down, you think you're not good enough. And someone comes along and says, man, she's way, she's way out of your league. She's not sticking around. A lot of us have encountered, I've, I've encountered that as well. By the way, I won't say they're entirely wrong. You can let it crush you or you can say, screw them. Maybe you break off from the world's most successful cable news channel as a, and you're filled with crippling fear and doubt because you don't know the next step. And then maybe a front page journalist declares you dead to the world. You can let it crush you. And for a while, I did. I had a pity party. Or you can choose to say, screw them. And you know what? It could happen again tomorrow. I could get banned. We saw this with a. Thank God the YouTube uh, feminist crocodile feeder, I don't know if that's <laughs> the term, got, got his channel back. I could get banned tomorrow. Torched. The pitchfork mod could come for us. I know it happens. Every, I, it could happen. DOA. It'll hurt. But screw them, make no mistake. Right now when everyone else, I think this this is why I talk about this so often, when they're calling for civility and they're calling for unity, uh, I'm not. I'm not calling for violence, I'm not calling for rudeness but I am calling for everyone who's out there who's been silent or who's scared or who's been mocked or intimidated, who's been accused, I don't know, of being a gang rapist. You don't need to hold hands and sing "Dah, hoo Screw them, you can choose to say screw them. I would say that if someone accused me of being a gang rapist, you don't have to be on board. You don't have to find unity with people whose sole purpose in life is to crush your spirit. And, and here's what, why do you say screw them? Because you do need to have, you do need to have wise counsel. We've talked about this a lot. You have people around you who you trust, people who will offer you genuine criticism. So when you're wrong, people will call you on it. But the reason you have that closed circle is so that you don't listen to all of the voices that don't matter. And you shouldn't listen to them. Why? Because your story isn't over yet. And here's the thing, everyone out there to some degree or another is great at something. I've talked about that. Find what it is that you're great at doing. You are destined for great things. It may not be what you think is great. It may not even be something that you're anticipating. It may not even be on your radar, but you're destined to do something big. God wants good things for you. Okay, you can say the universe wants good things for you, your tantric yogi instructor for all I care wants good things for you, but the world needs good things from you. I need good things from you. This entire team needs good things from you, and we'll both be damned, all of us be damned to hell if you're going to let somebody else pen your last chapters. I remember this happened, and it stung so badly. Picture you're that kid, you're going, man, I don't know I don't know what I can do for the rest of my life. I've got nine months here where I've got to sit and just kind of stew on this decision and hope that I stepped out in faith. And hope that it's right and someone calls up and says hey you know what i'm doing a piece a profile piece on you uh can we talk about some things say oh yeah i guess so sure yeah this will be off the record and then the undoing undoing unmaking of a conservative pundit goes on to a news site that you read every single day that sucks it sucks, and i keep it there because you know what? i keep it in front of me and i i read it regularly you know why Because I go back to, oh, wait, hold on a second. There was a stage in my life where I thought this person was right. And they weren't. I was letting that person write the next chapter to my life. You don't have to do that. You can choose to let someone else not only dictate the next chapter of your life, not only write the next portion of your book, but you can choose to let someone stop you from writing it yourself. Don't. You can also choose. Screw them. That's okay. There's nothing immoral about that. It's certainly not any less virtuous than this idea of unity out there that we try we try to feign as though we're going to find common ground with people who want us dead, with people who want us completely incapable of seeking gainful employment, They will, people who want the world to think that we're gang rapists. No, 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 no. I think that you sit down, determine what you want in life, chart a course, make a plan, and if the people don't, fit in with that plan, if these people are trying to stop you from reaching your goals, guess what? It's okay for you to say, screw them. That's it. That's the message this week. I'll see you next week. I think it's about a Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. Who knows?